I'm making this video December 16th, 2020, 5.15 a.m. Wednesday here in Japan. And I'm just starting off by showing, OMG, so amazing. Uh, these are my screenshots of contacts I picked up. I, I picked up 68 contacts in one day uh, of day game. Okay, so this was seven hours intra station, busy bustling station here in Osaka, Japan. Uh, seven hours of nonstop fast walking, pinballing off girls intrastation. Now, uh, before I even get into these screenshots and how I pick, picked up 68 contacts, this is an article I wrote. This is my blog. I talked uh, a lot about my mindset and what I did um, during this day in particular. Um, I just want to start off by saying that most guys, or pretty much any guy who isn't familiar with my mindset and how I do day game, will pretty much instantaneously say, impossible, dude's lying, fake. Um, I'm used to this at this point, okay? And that, that's totally fine. However, when I go out, I engage in high volume approach. If you want to hit a high volume of contact acquisitions, the first thing is putting yourself in the right venue. That's what that's the first thing I talk about in this article. You can see selecting your venue. Okay? So I talk about selecting your venue as far as when I approach, I do it intra-station and I pinball off girls and I can achieve high volume. It's about embracing rejection. When I say OMG, I'm so amazing, I picked up 68 contacts in a day. What I also emphasize is that I picked up, and you can see here, at least I estimate at least 200 to 270 rejections, three, 340, up, upwards of 340 approaches overall in seven hours. No breaks, walking, fast, intrastation. Uh, I don't count my approaches, and nor do I count my contact acquisitions while I am actually in the middle of a session. It's always afterwards where I'll sit on the train, I'm commuting home, and I'll look and I can objectively see how many contacts I picked up, and then I can sort of reverse extrapolate how many approaches I probably made. I could guesstimate, you know, maybe today was four approaches or five approaches or six approaches for every uh, contact, that type of thing. So I come up with a range of how many approaches I've done in a given day. And I say most guys will see these screenshots and say that's impossible. This is the date. This is September 5th as an example. This is just one day. Okay, I can go to the station and pick up 20, 30, 40, 50 plus contacts if I just put in the time. But this is September 5th. This will be the girl's name that's blocked out. This is their age next. This is a state, the station name in Japanese where I've met them or any location. And then I write a tagline. This one says use English. This one says she was hot, whatever. <clears throat> so that's how I do. That's how I organize my contacts. Uh, that's a whole discussion in of itself, how I organize contacts and why I do it this way. But I am able to achieve high volume of approach because I put myself in the right venue to do that, okay? And that's the first step. It's not because I'm so amazing, it's just you have to choose a venue where you can actually uh, create those interactions. So if you put me in some like suburbia location, no, I'm not gonna pick up 68 contacts in a day. But my point is that the first step in achieving high contact acquisitions is uh, finding a big city, finding bustling stations. This is what I've evolved into. Uh, I used to do a lot of street approach. I just see that as inefficient now. I, I do it still. Like I, I might approach in mall areas or just when I'm uh, commuting, just you know, part of my daily life, sure. 
But when you're actually carving out a session, when I put in like two hours or three hours plus, as I said, this day with 68 contacts was seven hours, um, I go intrastation because just more uh, pinballing collisions per unit time, the more contacts you can pick up. This video is heavily pandering, okay? This is not a typical video I make because this is very outcome oriented. This is very focused on uh, showing outcomes. Um, but some of my guy friends in the WhatsApp have, WhatsApp group have, group have mentioned that uh, I should just put this out for the sake of it, at least for documentation, okay? I talk about my mindset during an approach session uh, where I go in essentially as a mental clean room. That's what I do when I go into my approaches. Uh, I don't I don't think about anything in particular. You just keep it real cool, real clean. Uh, I've used an analogy such as you're confident going, you're a sportsman, you're a basketball player, football player, you're going into a big game and you're confident about things. You're not overthinking it. You're not overanalyzing it. Just, I walk into the station and I just like, uh, that's, that's what's going through my head. It's just, I'm a mental clean room and I just start putting in the volume. Um, you want to stay focused on process. Okay. So, uh, the worst thing you can do is to go into an approach session saying get to yourself that I'm going to pick up 30 contacts today, okay? Or I'm going to uh, make 100 approaches today. Even if your focus is the volume of approach, you really just want to let it happen rather than trying, rather than stressing yourself out by trying to hit some number. Just let it unfold. You really, <clears throat> I talk about deregulation how when the male is 100% winging his approaches, that's how he's his most attractive. Okay, I've talked about that a lot. Uh, it's sort of like that with the volume of any approach session. You might know intrinsically uh, that you want to hit a high volume in a given day. Just let it happen. Don't overanalyze it. So I'm a mental clean room. I choose a station selecting your venue. Uh, I'm a mental clean room going into my sessions. That keeps me uh, very process oriented. How to handle incessant rejection. Okay, so your ability to not get high on your own supply when you pick up a contact or you hook up with a girl, okay? Your ability to not think you're so amazing is mutually reciprocal with your ability to not get down, depressed, dejected when you get rejected. So when I pick up, and I talked about uh, in this massive fucking WhatsApp paragraph here on the day that I picked up the contacts, uh, I talked about how I even had a contact acquisition cluster about 12 or 16, uh, probably around rush hour, where I was aware, I was aware that uh, pretty much every girl I was saying hi to was a, about a 30 second interaction. And I was just picking up the contacts. And rather than getting high on my own supply, rather than, rather than even saying to myself, wow, this is crazy, like, or reporting to the WhatsApp group, I didn't say anything, okay? I just keep it to myself. I just, I just keep it real under wraps. I'm a real even baseline at all times. Not getting high on my own supply uh, when there's a positivity is the same exact reason I don't get reciprocally lower when I encounter rejection. So if you, if in order to handle incessant rejection, in order to get rejected 270 times in an afternoon, you have to be able to uh, not get overly excited when you pick up contacts and when you hook up with girls, okay? A lot to discuss on these topics, but that's just for, for starters. Situational audacity as an approach day progresses. Uh, we know, we understand this notion of uh, the first girl you say hi to on a given afternoon. Let's say you feel very groggy, you're nervous saying hi to a girl standing in line at a coffee shop. 
But if you make 30 approaches, 50 approaches that afternoon, you're going to get increasingly bold, right? You're going to get increasingly audacious. So by the 50th approach, you're now hopping down an escalator in the station, saying hi to a girl in a trio. Okay, so your approaches get more audacious throughout the course of a day. And this is a long discussion, situational audacity. But I talk about how that increasing boldness throughout the course of a day is not confidence. This is just called situational audacity. Yes, your confidence grows with each approach you make, but you don't feel it in terms of that chemical catecholamine type of boldness. Confidence is more of a cortical awareness for your boldness. It's not what you feel chemically as being bold. So when you get bolder throughout the course of a day, that's called situational audacity. And I talk about I, I talk about this in this article in more detail, in the sense that the fewer macro approaches the male has made, if if the male has made, e.g., his he's only in his first five thousand approaches of day game. Uh, I've probably made over forty thousand day game approaches. Guys will think that's a lie. That's okay. It's not. Uh, as I said, I have high volume interstation approach. But anyway, my point is that. The fewer macro approaches the male has made, he will be able to achieve more situational audacity on any given day. So if you just started with your approach process, you've only made 300 approaches, let's say, uh, you will get really fucking bold as, the, as your single approach day progresses. Whereas when I go out and I approach even if I feel groggy as fuck, I feel like shit, I'm tired, I'm still pretty much equally as bold at the start of the day as I am after 300 approaches. And I talked about this in this paragraph here when I said that uh, I really didn't feel much different between the start of the day and the end of the day. I said right here, I feel pretty much the same at the end of today as compared to the beginning where my situa situational audacity did not really climb even with the higher volume. This I see as a result of my macro volume and the confidence baseline audacity of package previously. I talk about this, I articulated it here, I, I explicated it in order to make a point that as your macro approach volume ascends, it's going to be more and more difficult to, to accrue situational audacity because your greater confidence baseline as time goes on fills in the gap. So as you make thousands of approaches, your confidence is going to slowly go up and that's going to be your starting point with each new day. So uh, even if you wake up feeling like shit, because your confidence level is high, that's already filled in the gap on, you have a high baseline audacity. So it's harder to achieve situational audacity. Situational audacity is transient. Really fucking nebulous concept, I know. Uh, probably annoying to, uh, you probably think I'm preaching here, but this is a concept we can obviously chat about in more detail. But situational audacity is something that, the male, as his approach volume increases in the macro, he's less able to achieve. So uh, you will feel pretty much the same boldness uh, at the start of the day as you will at the end of the day uh, as you approach more. Uh, and I talk about awareness for female behavior state on tethering, eclipses situational audacity in the advanced male. Another big concept I've chatted about where I, I say behavior state on tethering mean, means that uh, you can't judge a book by its cover, that uh, a girl might seem unreceptive, but she's actually receptive, that when you're just starting out with approach, uh, on the surface, you interpret girls, at, uh, when you're just starting out with approach, uh, the male's impression is that a girl's receptive only if she's bubbly and enthusiastic and engaging the conversation. She's smiling, she seems interested, that's a girl who's receptive. Whereas a girl who's 
maybe accelerating away. She jumps back, throws up her hand at you, tells you I'm in a rush, not interested. She seems unreceptive, but she's not unreceptive some of the time. That's called behavior state untethering. You couldn't judge a book by its cover. Her underlying state of receptivity or receptiveness is not tethered. It's not coupled to what she appears like on the surface. So when I talk about awareness for female behavior state untethering eclipses situational audacity in advanced male, what this means is if a guy who's only made 300 approaches, 500 approaches, he's early on in his approach practitionership, if he's able to achieve massive growth and boldness throughout the course of a day, situational audacity, whereas a male like myself, who's made tens of thousands of day game approaches, is less able to achieve growth and situational audacity, what am I able to achieve then? Like, I, I, it is in my, it is to my contention that uh, approach is an energy is conserved system where I'm still gaining the same amount of something. Like, am I gaining less confidence with each approach? I'm, I'm gaining less situational audacity with each approach. Like, is that really the case? Like, approaches are approaches, right? Like, energy is conserved system. So, the male who's made more approaches in the macro. Uh, although he can achieve less situational audacity on a given uh, day, uh, he can achieve he can achieve greater awareness for behavior state untethering. Where what I am really gaining at this point is greater awareness for how females' state is untethered to their behavior on the surface. So my view of of uh, female receptiveness versus unreceptiveness is very 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 different. From a guy who's earlier on in his approach, um, and that allows me to be extra, extra bold, extra pushy. Whereas guys who are early in their approach practitionership will view that extra uh, pertinacity, that extra uh, pushiness, as neediness. Okay, so and I used to be the same way. I used to think, you know, you should never have to push back on a girl who seems like she's not receptive. That's neediness. A guy should. A guy really doesn't need to be pushy in his interactions. Now I see that as quite amateur, that viewpoint. As I said, I used to think that way. And I've even written previous articles on it. I've talked about it. I don't delete it. I don't edit it. It's there for documentation from 2017. My volume has exploded the past few years. So uh, now I view being extra pertinacious, extra pushy on the cold approach as just merely sufficient audacity, whereas the more novice male views that as neediness. Um, but I empathize. I understand. As I said, I used to be there. And then I just talked about geometry of ultra-fast contact exchange where, um, let me see, I did a little diagram here. Uh, here, Yeah, this is just something where I just talk about how I can almost visualize my conversations. They become so routine where I pretty much just go in. When I say like sub 30 second conversations, because you say, Michael, impossible that you've made 300 plus approaches, 68 contacts that you picked up in one seven hour period. Impossible, don't believe you. My conversations are pretty much like, hey, you're pretty. And then I'm just like, how? I'll say like, what are you up to right now? Or how old are you? And then they'll just be like, I'm 22. I'm like, you look 18. They laugh. And I'm just like, uh, what's your name? Or I'm Michael. So I just hop through really, really, really fucking fast. Okay. I must uh, articulate that you should never be scripted. You should never be regulated. You should never be memorizing any type of structure. This is, I, as I said before, you're, the males is maximally attractive when he's 100% winging his approaches, when he's 100% deregulated. This is more just a, a, of a, an efficient convenience where it's like taking a history on a patient. Uh, you know, you have a certain flow. You don't just, a patient doesn't just walk in, you're instantaneously asking about their family history. You say like, well, what's your presenting complaint? 
Uh, you know, what's your background? So there's a certain flow you have. And so this is, I, I talk about in this article, how the male uh, can have extra fast contact exchanges. Okay. So look, lots of things to chat about, but uh, once again, some of my buddies in my WhatsApp group have said, Michael, uh, you know, you should make a, a quick video on your contact acquisitions. Literally someone wrote, uh, average white dude picks up 68 contacts. Like what, that's what one of my, uh, friends in the WhatsApp group, group wrote, uh, but like I'm average white dude who picks up 68 contacts in an afternoon. And this isn't about setting records. It's not about outcome orientation. I didn't go into this saying like, I'm trying to break records here. And by all means, could I, have a, could I have approached eight hours, nine hours, et cetera? Yes. Um, but this is one of these rare, like, let me show my outcomes um, on a clip here. Okay. So this video could go on indefinitely. Why don't we make like a 90 minute clip where I talk about every little detail of pickup that's true. Um, but we'll just pretty much wrap it up here. That's it.